0: You're a virgin who can't drive.
1: You're a virgin.
0: Happy Thursday. Happy freaking spaghetti dinner Thursday. Um, even though this is going to go up at 3 in the morning on Friday. Hopefully you're sleeping and end up realizing it was for Thursday. Okay, guys. Let's just hop right into it Thursdays. What do you think of when you think of Thursdays? You know what I do? Spaghetti fucking dinners. Okay, I came up... With my own little synopsis, I guess you could say, about spaghetti dinners. People who attend spaghetti dinners, I have found people more devout to spaghetti dinners every Thursday than their marriages, than their religion. I found people who attend spaghetti dinner Thursdays more often than they do their congregation every Sunday. It is facts. Ask anyone who attends a spaghetti dinner. No one just goes to a spaghetti dinner once. They suck you in. Spaghetti dinners are a cult. I'm not even kidding. Everyone I've ever talked to who goes to spaghetti dinners go every fucking week. Like it is their pride and joy, their highlight of their week. And it might be spaghetti's freaking lit. I love me a good spaghetti. I think that's why I don't attend them, because I feel if I go to one, then I gotta keep going to them each and every week. Now maybe it's just around me, but every spaghetti dinner is held on Thursday, restaurants, even places that just prepare food, if they have like a spaghetti night special, it always seems to fall on a Thursday, don't know why that is, you got fish fry Friday, I guess spaghetti dinner Thursday, and then like barbecue Tuesday, who knows. But barbecues and spaghetti dinners, they're completely different in attendance-wise, I feel. And that is why it is so just interesting to me. Because, okay, I've gotten a barbecue dinner myself. If there's a special or like a barbecue night at a local venue, you get your mac salad, your fries, your barbecue. It's like a whole little button for 12 bucks. That's a steal. So you go, you buy But then you don't feel obligated to keep going. You're like, I got my barbecue. Probably not going to get it until next year. Or maybe I'll get another one in the summer. There's, like, no commitment. Spaghetti dinners, whereas, like, if you attend one spaghetti dinner, you're suckered in for the rest of the year. You better hope you die or end up going under cardiac arrest and you're like, sorry, I can't have spaghetti. It's against my diet. But I promise you they'll still force it down your throat. They'll be like, but Jimmy, come to Spaghetti Dinner Thursday. You don't want to miss that. I'm telling you, you don't want to miss that, Jimmy. Come to Spaghetti Dinner, Jimmy. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? And then you realize you're suckered into a cult. Now, maybe this is a broad generalization, but I do have to say, the biggest suckers for this whole spaghetti dinner hoax is the old people. It's the elderly. I think it's because they might utilize the spaghetti dinner as, like, an outing as their social time. Instead of, you know, that's where all their friends congregate. You're gonna join. But that's how they get so many suckered into this cult-like conduct. Because if your friend's going, you're like, I, hey, I'm just gonna go get me some spaghetti with my bud. Next thing you know, you're going every week. Every freaking week. Getting that red sauce plastered on some barilla pasta and you're like, oh shit, what have I done with my life? If you go to a spaghetti dinner just once, you better hope you end up having some sort of heart of chew and have to cut the carbs or just make the excuse to be like, oh, sorry guys, I can't unfortunately have spaghetti dinner anymore. I can no longer attend the good old spaghetti din because my heart it needs to be fed by things that aren't carbohydrates. And so, like, oh. we'll make you bean spaghetti? Soybean? Black bean? Lentil pasta? Whatever floats your boat. But you better be there Thursday. You better fucking be there, Jimmy. Eat your spaghetti. Eat it. It's scary. It's scary. And that is why, ladies and gents, I will never attend spaghetti dinner night. I just don't trust it. Nothing else gives that effect. Fish Fry Friday, you can just freaking have one if you want. You can buy one, you can throw it out, you could stomp on it. For all they care, no one cares about Fish Fry Friday. There's people who are really devout to it and get it a lot, but it's not called like spaghetti dinner, though. It's seemingly more sit down. It's more that kind of venue and feel. I've never seen someone get... A spaghetti dinner and take it to go spaghetti dinners are i feel always held like as a sit down kind of situation whereas fish fry you just pick it up and you go eat it at home in front of your tv Whereas spaghetti dinner you're sitting in a dining hall or a restaurant with all your little pals all your other attendees at the spaghetti din and that is how that connection is made like There's no escaping this now. You're forced into this cult whether you like it or not. Our share of love for carbohydrates covered in tomato sauce. It's what brings us all together and it's what's making you not be able to leave, buster. So you better like it because you better be here next week and the next week and the next week. Speaking of spaghetti, my breath tastes like garlic. Okay, listen, TMI, this is going to be a little gross I guess maybe to some people it's just your breath okay my breath smells like garlic you can't smell it that's when it's really gross okay but to me it's freaking me out it's making not freaking me out but it's making me a little uneasy right now I'm not gonna lie I brushed my teeth before this it's not cutting it at all so what I ate before this why especially this time of night I ate these little like garlic crackers and i was feeling good about it because in the moment i was like these are delicious but then after i consumed the rest of the container i was like what is that and i realized it's that garlic aftertaste and you know it's to be expected you ate something garlicky so I was like okay no big deal well after chugging 34 ounces of water still tasted it and i was like man this is sticking So I went in. I brushed my teeth, swigged some mouthwash. Thought that would do the job. I thought it did. Now that I'm sitting, I'm talking, I'm breathing through my mouth. There's still that aftertaste, and the flavor's getting stronger. I've actually been avoiding garlicky foods and foods with onions in them lately. First off, the smell when they're cooking, I just am not for it because it lingers in the air, and then I think it's me for a hot minute, and then I have to shower them. I feel like I'm a stinky little garlic gal, so I take a shower, and then I realize it's not me. It's just in the air. You had a little garlic. Calm down. Then, I've also been avoiding it for this reason alone. I don't like tasting after I eat I've been brushing after every meal religiously every time I eat even if I snack I whip out a toothbrush If I'm at the library and I ate a salad and I just feel like the stuff in my teeth I'll whip out a toothbrush. I don't care it does not matter. I always at all times got a toothbrush on hand for that reason. I've been just really anal retentive about my mouth being clean lately. And I've even started whitening my teeth a little with these strips. I found at Dollar General. Okay, listen to this. $5 for seven strips. That's a freaking steal. You know how much it is to get your teeth professionally whitened? I asked my dentist. I forgot the number, but it was high. It was sickening. I was like, that expensive? So now I drink through straws because for some reason I tell myself, if I drink through a straw my teeth won't get as yellow or red or something. That's another pet peeve of mine. Even if I drink like a red Gatorade and it leaves that red look in my mouth, I'm like, that pisses me off. I have to brush my teeth. I have to. I think for, for that specific reason, it's because it reminds me of children. Kids and I have a hate-hate relationship. They don't like me. I don't like them. I think I associate having the red residue in my mouth to kids because every time you see a little f- one of those suckers, they always have some sort of stained mouth. They either eat like a ring pop and they- their mouth is all blue, but it's not just their mouth. It's like the outside of their mouth. It's their cheek. It's like stained down their freaking shirt. Of course, it's like a white shirt, and I'm like. <laughs> Stop it. Why? You gross little gremlin. And I was that kid to some degree. Like I I, No, I was I was not like that. I was never that bad. My aunt would have smacked me across the face. My aunt, she was a very prim and proper woman. She every time me and my sister spent time with her, she would be like, Listen, you're gonna learn manners and you're gonna be a champ at it. We learned all the etiquette from this woman. she If my bangs were in my face, she would scream at me. She would make it her problem. She offered, actually, one time, um, when my bang was swooped in my face to just take some scissors and chop them off. And that's when I started wearing headbands, religiously. If I showed up with dum dumb juice, just slushed down the side of my cheek, I think she would've actually had a connexion. She would've, 100%. So, every time I see, like, every time I drink a Gatorade and it leaves color in my mouth, I'm like, oh, I need to brush my teeth. I just feel like I have to. It's just like become a pet peeve. I wasn't ever this anal retentive about it until the last couple months. And it's a big thing. Like right now it is bugging the hell out of me. Like I'm, I'm this close to just pausing right now and brushing my teeth again because it's, Legit got me on edge a little. I'm like, I must brush my teeth. I wake up in the morning. I'm like, okay, it's time. Like, I'm half asleep. and I'm like, your teeth must be brushed. So, because so, what I want is just to be able to smile and have like a little ding sound effect. Like, you know, in cartoons when their smile is so bright, that's my goal. I'm like, if, if they're not reflecting off the wall, your teeth aren't clean enough so you better get scrubbing. I got... I think it all kind of spined from having to get one cavity drilled this year. Listen, I've had a clean, a clean record up until the last year. Because I got my braces off not too long ago. I got my braces off a couple, I got my braces off like two years ago. And when I got them off is when I started getting cavities. I did get one drilled in the past like year or two and that was the worst experience. I was like, this sucks completely. I think not only did it suck having to get my cavity drilled, but it was like a real smack in the face because I'm like, I know for a fact this little cavity is my fault. Like what this whole situation going on is self-inflicted. And those are the worst, the worst things in life. When issues are self-inflicted, it's just a double smack in the face. Like, it's one thing if life, life's going to hit you with ups and downs, okay? It's going to suck sometimes. But when you cause your own issues, which 90% of my issues I've ever faced are just self-inflicted. Just me being a stupid little mother trucker. It really stinks. So I get this sucker drilled. And after, I remember walking out of that office being like, I will never go back. I will never, ever get a cavity drilled again. And so I went back. I just had my annual, like, dentist appointment a couple weeks ago. Guess what? No calves. Hell to the fucking yeah. I was so proud of myself. I was like, that's what we like to see. That is what we like to see. It's become, like, one of my number one competitions. Is like, my fight against my gums. Like, we must freaking dominate in this war. And I'm winning so far. Now, knock on wood, because I don't want to freaking jinx it. But we intend to stay that way by brushing at least, at least eight times a day. You could floss more than that. You know how there's always, like, blood when you go to the dentist? You spit in the sink, you're like, holy crap, did she just freaking rip open my gums my goal next time is to not have any bleeding like have the littlest amount of bleeding because i just floss so much my gums are just a1 healthy i will not will not i refuse to get another cavity ever ever again another story so last time i went to the dentist um this what's the name this oral it's not an oral surgeon what do you call, she wasn't a dentist, I don't think, yeah, she was, okay, yeah, she was a dentist, she just wasn't the head lady, because after she does all the work, the head lady comes over and, like, double checks to make sure everything's fine, that's when I get scared, that's when I'm, like, white-knuckling it to the seat, I'm like, oh, please, tell me I'm clear, I hate when the first lady goes through, and I'm like, do I have a cavity, and she's like, I don't know, I'll have the, I'll have the head lady come in and check, and I'm like, I know for a fact you know whether or not I have a cavity. You do. You don't need your top dog to tell me. You went to the same amount of school. You went to school for this crap. If you can't tell me, I don't want you working on my mouth. So just tell me. And when your lady comes in, she can tell me a second time. But I know for a fact, if there was a cavity, you would be aware of it right now. The lady really would have nothing to do with it. That just makes me so angry. I'm like, you went to school for this shit. And you're telling me you don't know, you need mommy to come in and tell you? Oh, it just pisses me off. I'm like, you know. Stop making me wait. It's like they try to build the tensions. They're like, do you? Or do you not have a cavity? I'm like, I don't know. Could you just tell me right now? I know for a fact you know. And they're like, well, we're going to wait for the head lady to come in and check. I'm like, oh, that's so annoying. So I have to, like, sit there patiently for an extra 10 minutes, just clenching my jaw, hoping that I don't have one of those little buggers because they suck. Oh, it just makes me so angry. Anywho, so I went to the dentist last, uh, I went to the dentist a couple weeks ago. And this woman is working on my mouth and then all of a sudden, I'm in... A good amount of pain, like nothing throbbing, but the back of my gum by my molars started really hurting. I was like, oh, they're really sensitive. I gotta like floss more or brush my teeth more. And it wasn't until after that I'm going to eat and I feel like a flap on the back. Okay, if blood or anything like that upset you, just skip through this part a little because I'm gonna talk about it a little. So I'm eating and I'm like, what is that little flap? And then I realized she cut open my gum to the point there was, like, a f- that flap was skin. And I was, like, flicking my own skin with my tongue. And I'm like, oh, what the actual hell. And that's when I started to taste blood. Now, during the appointment when she was having me spit into the sink, there was blood. But I just stuck it to the fact that I don't floss enough. It turns out she ripped open a good chunk of my gum on the back. And I'm first off, never said anything, second of all, the head dentist lady looked in my mouth, never said anything, and I'm like, why the heck did people let me leave with this, so I got some oral job because I kept accidentally biting it, and it hurt like a bitch, and food, this is so gross, kept getting like stuck under it, and it just like would press on it, Ew, it was, it wasn't fun. I really thought it would never grow back. I'm like, I'm stuck with this little flef for the rest of my life. Because I also just, during the day, would fiddle with it with my tongue. I'd be like, oh, what's going on? And then I would rip it open more. Because, once again, that's a self-inflicted problem. Like, if I went around bitching about the gum being ripped open, you can't bitch about it because you opened it tenfold. Like, you made it so much worse. I also could have, like, chose different foods and on the other side of my mouth, but I just didn't think enough. And so self-inflicted. You don't get to bitch about it. It ended up growing back, I think, overnight the one night it, like, sealed. Because, thank the Heavenly Lord, I woke up and I was like, okay, great. It took a couple days, but now we're chilling. After ingesting a ton of oral gel, because what would happen is I'd put the oral gel on my finger and stick it back there. And then I drink water and just end up drinking away the oral gel. I was like, you're so stupid. (laughs) You're so dumb, Sarah. Like, there's times I look in the mirror and I legit am like, just fucking stop. Why are you even existing? Because you're so counterintuitive with everything you do. So I put the oral gel on my mouth and then just swig it away. 90% of the oral gel got into my stomach before it seeped into the little crevice. Every time. And also, I would stick out my finger and, like, try to wedge it back there and then end up wiping it all over my mouth. And so I taste oral gel for quite a bit of time. But then, because I tasted the oral gel, I'm like, oh, this tastes nasty. Let me swig some water. Just swig it out of me. And I'm like, jeez, the oral gel is in my belly. It's where it's at. It's just partying down there like, yeah, guys, it's a whole fucking oral gel party. We don't have to do our job and actually, you know, help this bitch. Also, because I was doing the whole like brushing my teeth like a fiend thing, I'd put the oral gel on and then I'd eat something. And even if eating didn't affect the oral gel because it's just laying on my tooth, I'd brush my teeth. Like, what happens to that oral gel? It gets brushed out of my mouth. And then I swig some mouthwash, gurgle it, it's out. The oral gel's gone. And that's why it took, like, five days to heal. Because every time I tried to help it, I would just set it back tenfold. I just ripped the sucker open, and instead of putting ointment on it, just let it have water. I guess it's good I was drinking water, at least. Good thing I wasn't drinking, like, Monster Energy. Because who knows what could have happened if I was swigging some Monster Energy and it got in the little crevice. Next thing I know, I'm like... Got this whole-ass mutation in my mouth and I can, like, shoot fire. (laughs) That would be sick. Would shooting fire out of your mouth... Can we think about that for a second? First off, I think about your throat and I'm like, oh, that would really hurt your throat. But now that I think about it, your teeth, they'd have to be charred. Like, that's gotta do some sort of damage to your teeth. Like, burn them at least. Can teeth be burned? I don't even know. But... Under any circumstance, they're definitely not white. Maybe they're not black and charred, but they gotta have, like, some sort of yellow tint or something. There's no way that much heat all the time. Because, listen, if I could breathe fire, I'd be doing it all the time, 24-7. Anything I do, I would try to incorporate breathing fire. It'd be so annoying. Everyone would hate me. Oh, can you light this? I'm like, sure. There's a candle. I'd be like, ah. The Karen in front of you in the store is just being a jerk. (laughs) You just see a little kid wiping his boogers everywhere. (laughs) Like, I would use that 24-7, 25-8. I would always be breathing fire. To the point where, like, I think breathing fire would become more prominent than me using my own voice. This podcast, you know what I would do? Breathe fire the whole time. All the time. Also, if you could breathe fire, I feel like that stuff would slip all the time as well. Even if you wanted to contain it. Imagine you're just laughing and someone just drops a bomb-ass joke. Like, killer. So funny. You know what I'd be doing? Laughing. Well, when you're opening your mouth and laughing, you can't control yourself. If you can't control your urine sometimes from jokes, you're at the point of pissing your pants on your kitchen floor. That's how funny the joke is. You can't tell me the fire wouldn't slip. I mean, come on. Your mouth is gaping open, you're dying laughing, you're definitely gonna be spitting some flames, 100%. So, even if you didn't wanna be breathing fire all the time, you would definitely sometimes not be able to control it. I'm sure, your trachea and larynx would be super sore and all that good stuff, but think about your teeth. Okay, maybe I'll ask my dentist that next time. I'll be like, okay, a random question, situational. Giving your best go. You can breathe fire. Okay? How's that gonna affect my teeth? And they're like, um, Sarah, this is the dentist, not your psychiatrist. And I'm like, no, 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 this is for you. You're a dentist. How would it affect my teeth? And she's like, well, on a ratio, on a scale, how often are you blowing set fire? I'm like, well, you know, let's just say four to six hours a day okay and she's like well um probably have a little bit of staining i'm like i fucking knew it i knew it i know for a fact i knew for a fact that's what would happen and you know what quote me on it because one day one day humans will be able to breathe fire elon musk will make it happen i believe that man can make anything happen we'll be breathing fire and soon there will be dentists up the wazoo of these people being like, "Listen, you gotta put this on your teeth first. you gotta slap this sunscreen for your teeth on there." I did see a man breathe fire once at the Run fair. Oh, the Run fair! <laughs> I have so many stories. Maybe I'll talk about that next podcast. The weather's getting nicer, all that good stuff. I got many stories of the Run fair. That was like a highlight of my childhood for a hot minute. What is the Run Fair, you might ask? Renaissance Fair, that's what that stands for. It's a good medieval time. Man, I love the Renaissance Fair. Holy crap, I haven't been there in a hot minute. Hot minute. That's next podcast. So- Look at this pre planning. If you go to a spaghetti dinner, you're feeding into cult culture. So please reevaluate, rethink your life choices, and for the better good, just join like Scientology. A good old cult. I'm just fucking kidding. I'm just kidding. Now I'm gonna have not only like spaghetti dinner grandmas coming at me, but I'm gonna have the whole ass Scientology community just rolling up. If I have a bullet through my head tomorrow, you know I. You know, that's <laughs> so bad. <laughs> but it's so true. Like it's bad, but it's true, you know. I <laughs> am right, gonna leave on that note before I freaking get contacted by anything else. Alright, peace out from Verge.